1: Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth.
2: I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Let's kick off the show. Boom. You know, I love New York City and it's a great city to visit. It's a great city to live in and work in for a few years. Not sure I'd want to raise a family there, but... There's a restaurant in Manhattan called Ryan's McGuire's bar and restaurant. And it's kind of funny. They have a meetup every month, one night where you have to be named Ryan to get into the Ryan room. No non-Ryans allowed. It's kind of a Ryan Congress. It's a rich tradition of people getting together for no other reason than they have the same first name. I love that about New York City. Okay, let's move on to Wall Street. If you haven't been to New York City, I strongly, strongly um, consider it. NASDAQ down one half of 1% yesterday. Not bad. I feel like we're in the dog days of summer, but we're not in the dog days of the summer. But I feel like, oh, what are we waiting for? The next Fed meeting, earnings season, uh, the 2024. What are we waiting for? And that's what can kind of make you crazy about bear markets, sideways markets. The NASDAQ was down one half of 1% yesterday. The uh, SP500 was down eh, about one-fifth of 1%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down one-tenth of 1%. Alibaba had a big day yesterday, up 14% on plans. that They're going to sp- potentially spin off six divisions. Let's talk about that for just a second. These, This Alibaba is going to go to wall street and they're gonna have babies and these little babies are going to be called mini alibabas six business units and i think at some point in time apple will do that and microsoft will do that and amazon will do that the value of a vertical company is 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 wonderful for generating income But when you break up some of those parts, what you can find is, oh, my gosh, Apple's service industry is much more attractive to me long term than the phone business. You may like the income and stability of the phone. I may like the profit margins of the software. And down the road, it could be a car division. It could be the music division. It could be they can be split in many, many, many ways. Same thing with Amazon, Amazon Web Services versus the delivery versus selling their logistics to other companies. So Alibaba had a big day yesterday up 15% because the value, the sum of the parts are worth more than the whole. I'm not afraid of hearing justice, the justice department's investigating Apple. I'm like, please, yes, break up the company. I need to retire in the next five to 10 years. And that'll give me a big old push in my mind. Now in the short term, it can create, wait, wait, what? But in the longer term, it can create leaner, meaner divisions. Apple's getting into buy now, pay later. Oh, do I not like this? It's never been easier to trick yourself into paying $250 for a pair of jeans. You can now look at your phone and say, huh. I don't have $250 in my bank account, but I can put it on my Apple card and, and pay them back over the next six weeks. Apple pay later introduced randomly selected Apple pay users. It's going to be available to more customers over the next few months with Apple Pay. To buy something, users will now have the chance to, to put $50 to $1,000 in four payments over six weeks with no interest or fees. Do you remember the first time you used Apple Pay and you're like, oh, that's cute. I could use Bluetooth on my phone. Oh, oh, I like this. I love it. The idea of reaching into my dirty wallet and grabbing with my dirty fingers a dirty piece of plastic and giving it to a dirty waiter who has dirty fingers and he takes it back to a dirty machine and runs it no thank you said the germ phobe I'm not a germ phobe but for this example I'm embellishing it's so easy to whip out your phone and the idea of buy now pay later it's a little scary to me let's go to peak COVID when digital layaway companies were hotter than you know uh, anything else (laughs) I was going to say something, but I could have get it out. You heard about a company called Klarna, the Swedish BNPL, buy now, pay later. Most valuable fintech startup at a valuation of $45 billion. Block, formerly known as Square, bought the Australian buy now, pay later company for a staggering $30 billion. It's a company called Afterpan. I remember doing this show during COVID and going, I don't like the idea of buy now, pay later. You're just going to enable my children to go out and get an electric bike that they have to pay for over the next six weeks. Or to go out and get a new phone. Like, ooh. And if you do it with your phone and you do it through your phone account, Apple knows where you are. By mid-2022, rising interest rates strained by now pay later Regulators started cracking down on potentially predatory lending practices. field of buy-now-pay-later has gotten more than crowded. So it's a problem. The state of buy now, pay later looks to me to be an interesting uh, industry, but it's struggling with valuations. Remember how we talked about Klarna was the darling of COVID, having a valuation of $45.6 billion? Well, it lost 85% of that valuation. Hindenburg, The short seller research company accused Block recently of being ultra sketchy in the scathing report last week, saying that it acquired Afterpay was actually a very bad idea, by the way, because the company was designed in a way to avoid responsible lending roles. Now, Apple sees an opportunity here because they saw what buy now, pay later firm Klarna did right and wrong. They think they can do it better. The Apple pay later feature. It's going to be tied to your iPhone. Apple has been playing the long game and its ultimate goal of replacing your leather wallet completely. Like I told you the first time you pulled out Apple Pay. You're like, oh, that's cute. Look at that. I just paid with my phone. And yeah, it's one of the first things I do. I scan my credit cards into my phone. And then I have less chance of taking my credit card and leaving it at the, uh, at the machine or less. You see, like, that's positive. So when Apple Pay was first introduced, it was used by 3% of all retailers in the United States. Now, 85% of retailers use Apple Pay. It's dominant. Sam Bankman-Fried was charged yesterday with bribing Chinese officials to the tune of $40 million. I don't want to say death to that man, but good golly. Did he hurt the financial? Did he hurt a lot of people or what? That's frustrating, I don't really mind, you know, the Bernie Sanders, not the Bernie Sanders, whoops, the Bernie Madoffs. That's a different Bernie. The two Bernies, they would be fun together. Um, but what Bernie Madoff did the, to me, it hurts the most, is that he, he evaluated people's trust, stole from them. Yesterday, the market had a little bit of a rally late in the day. Today, we get corporate news of UBS naming Sergio Armadi as CEO effective April 5th. That seems to be helping the markets. We get February pending home sales. They moved up just a skosh. Nothing really big going on in that world. Banking worries continue to ease right now following congressional hearings on Silicon Valley Bank over the last couple of days. So we're assuaging the fears, and that cuts down on the volatility. There's strength from mega cap stock names today. Yesterday, there was kind of a mixed market on mega cap stocks. Strengthening dollar is a little bit of a story today. Apple, Amazon, mega cap growth, all doing well today. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Posted a big YouTube video yesterday. Oh, and I have a Financial Friday trivia coming to YouTube this Friday. Sign up for it at Rob Black Show on YouTube television.
1: Don't want to work forever? Check out the Retirement Planning Guide on RobBlack.com. That's RobBlack.com, powered by EP Wealth.
2: Booyah. you're not going to hear booyahs from me. I once was pitched a show from creative artist, big, big um, talent agency in LA. And they wanted me to go into people's houses and scream at them. Um, the, the way they kind of had it, it was a little bit of the Gordon Ramsey meets, you know, the stock whisperer. And I would go in and, you know, go into a woman's closet and get $400 Manola Blahnik's canceled. Um, just throw everything away in shock and fear. I'm like, we're going to sell these on eBay. And I'm like, I don't want to be mean. It's just not my shtick. If you don't want to get ahead with wealth, don't, I don't care. I'm just here to give you a kind of a, here's how I did it. Here's how most people do it. Here's the easiest way to do it. Here's the way to do it without losing a lot of money. I was talking to my uh, producer during the break, and he's like, you know, running some Bitcoin theories by me. And I'm like, no, you don't really need that. Um, I know you think you do, but there's easier ways of doing this. 401k, 403b, 4057 is a great way to start. So anyway, let's get through some headline news today. Robert Schiller says home prices are very, very high. (laughs) You know what I learned in my first, first, first High school English class um, ninth grade was the, the word very you don't need it's either hot or it's not it doesn't it's not very hot there's some words that we should throw away Mr. Schiller we can throw away the word very home prices are very very high they're high but I get it they are very very high. But he says they may get cheaper in the next six months. I like Robert Schiller. I know that some people have issues like uh, Robert Schiller is with Yale and Krugman is with whoever he's with in the New York Times. And I get that you don't like um, economists or people talking about the world economy who happen to be tied to university. I get it. I get it. Hands up. Yeah, they're paid to go out there and get quotes for their their universities. But Robert Schiller from Yale University, I do like. He is talking about home prices. He says it's easy to forecast the short run in housing market. If you're a long-term buyer, it's not clear. Home prices are very, very high by historical standards. Maybe if you have a chance to delay your purchase, it might be a good time to do it. You might get it a little cheaper in six months. Home buyers are having difficulties for many reasons, low inventory, historically high prices, high mortgage rates. So one of the things I do is I look at the history of my my taxes. In my home. And I see that, you know, in 2007, 2008, 2009, my home value went down. So it went down for three years. You can look at Zillow. You can look at Redfin. There's ways to see how much your home has gone up and down through the years. Now I'm looking at my current home. and I'm like, it's down 15 months. That doesn't freak me out because I know that it's been down three years before. And, and so I, I know that the precedent, I know that what's out there. Home prices are high by historical standards. They are on the decline in recent months. Shiller's index shows home prices fell for seven consecutive months between July 2022 and January 2023. Cities such as San Francisco and Seattle had the lowest year-over-year home price increases. Miami, Tampa, and Atlanta had the highest gains. I like Shiller. I don't think that he's my guru. I don't go to bed thinking, you know, if, if, honey, if I die in my sleep tonight, listen to Robert Schiller. Shiller. But I think you should have some people that you mark. Dividend stocks are key in a volatile market. You know, this year, it started off with a bang. And I'm like, "Whoa." Well, like Ford's ahead. I was thinking recently with all the snow here in California, how did train tracks stay clear of snow? And I'm like, I don't really have an answer to that. What happens when there's an avalanche and it covers the tracks? And they're like, there's things I know and things I don't know is what I'm trying to tell you. I know some of you are like, oh, good God, he doesn't know how trains get snow off tracks. No. But I do know that dividend stocks can help when you're freaked out. This year or last year, one of the things I did for my taxes was I pulled all my sources of income. And dividends was one of my sources of income. And I got to see, I, I did it two ways. I did it to see how much was paid to me versus how much was bought back of stock with dividends. So I'm I'm, I'm guesstimating when I can retire based on just in, uh, dividends alone. But I can tell you, I, I pulled in more than $100,000 in dividends last year. And to me, but wasn't the market down? Yes. And did I lose more than $100,000 in market value? Yes. But am I upset? No. So dividends have a place, especially in sideways down markets. I love a good list. And in no way, shape or form do I want you to go and buy any of these. This is from Morningstar. I don't know Morningstar. You don't know Morningstar. They don't know you. I don't know you. But they put together a list of 10 stocks that do well. During the recession, Altria, tobacco giant, people are going to smoke uh, good economies, bad economies. They see it as a $52 stock. Um, and it just closed at $44 and it has dividend yield of 6.7%. Um, how about... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Altria has got a dividend of 10.4%. Philip Morris has 5.4%. Philip Morris is the international tobacco company. Altria is the domestic. And that dividend yield of 10%. Do I still think people are going to do tobacco in the United States? I do. Do I really want to own a tobacco stock? I don't. I'm past that phase of my life. Now, Medtronic, they're a major medical device maker. $79 stock. Morningstar sees it as $112 stock. So there's some growth potential. And it has a dividend yield of 4.2%. And it makes um, medical devices, things like that keep your heart beating, which is cool. Medical device, things that go in your body. So that dividend yield looks very attractive to me. And I agree with Morningstar. Americans are getting older. As we get older, we get more stents, valves, We get more artificial hearts. We get more artificial hips, artificial knees, especially because we're eating as much. But with OOO zempic Maybe we won't have as much strain on our hips or knees, but that's too early to call that one, right? Another stock on their list of dividend ideas is Morgan Stanley, 3.5% dividend yield. Um, It's a banking giant. Are you comfortable with banks right now? They see it as a $84 stock with a value of $91, so they see a little bit of growth with some dividends. I love lists. I do, I do, I do, I do. Um... You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Let's continue to burn through some news. IHOP is overall in its menu. CineStack pancakes are back. Savory crepes are in. Um, One minute. Product? I mean, do you see, like, if you can invest in a breakfast joint, would you? I'm going to find something else, but I want you to see this product. And I want you to see that they're trying to attract millennials. Dumb phones are on the rise right now. Listen to this crazy story. Generation Z is trying to limit their screen time. They know better. So they're getting phones that have just big buttons on them and teeny tiny little Nokia screens that uh, they might not even be known as a feature phone. Smartphones are out. Is this trouble for Apple? I'm going to say it's a a flag. I'm not going to say it's a real one or a big one, but I'm paying attention to it. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
1: For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com.
2: Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. He and I have a complicated, wonderful relationship that goes back many years. He is a certified financial planner. I was a registered investment advisor in 25 years ago, roughly. Um, He was really starting out and I was good at uh, being a front man to find clients and um, get together assets under management. And he saw that as attractive and I saw his knowledge base as attractive and we started working together. I think a financial planner is a super critical, important, powerful person in your your life. I think anyone who's got over a million dollars and is 55 years old should consider a CFP, even if you're at 500,000. I find that now they justify the fee. And what's interesting to note about that is a lot of people are like, I don't want to pay a CFP. I don't want to pay an attorney. Well, you're charged with murder, sir. You don't want to pay an attorney. No, I'll do it myself. Does that ever sound like a good idea? <laughs> if you have wealth, I think it needs structure and coordination. I think it needs tax conscious investing. I think it needs experience. and I need, think it needs calm during periods of volatility. I think it's a great second opinion. I think estate planning is super important. I see a lot of people estate plan on their own, and I, I see just tons of mistakes. My own family, my father-in-law, with his will, he basically made a trust, which is great. But then he put his one daughter in charge of the trust over the other daughter, and I'm like, that's the mistake right there. Now, it's interesting because he's got elderly daughters, whereas I'm going to have young sons that inherit more than likely, young men. So his children made it to age 50, and they're fine. So his estate plan should be different than mine. I'm in my 50s. My father died late 50s. So my estate plan should start thinking somewhere between 10 and 35 years out. And you add that on to my children, and that would put them at 25 to 40 right when i pass there's a good chance i won't be alive when my kids turn 50 and that's that's weird but i don't know so i I plan my estate that way one of the biggest mistakes i see is people doing it themselves i'm not against you doing it yourself um i just think you're gonna make a lot of mistakes along the way and for instance i like a cfp relationship in large part They've got a lot of accreditation. They do a lot of continuing education. Uh, They act as fiduciaries, which is different than a broker or insurance or anyone else in your financial life. Fiduciaries are, in theory, supposed to do what's best by the client. Fees are always negotiable. I throw that down, but I see too many people not understand tax loss harvesting. And I just did my recent taxes for the recent year and there was some tax loss harvesting that my CFP, Brad, did for me. Lowers my taxable income. I'm fine with that. Uh, Got out of some weak positions last year, uh, positioned into strength. I'm fine with that. And I got a little tax benefit along the way. Having an objective second opinion for my portfolio, for my terms of diversification, risk tax management is important. It helps me break free of financial disagreements with my spouse. Advisors are quick to point their service provide addition. So just throwing that out there for you. Um, I think that's an important one is that sometimes I see people try to do it themselves and they make a lot of mistakes. I talked to a man who had 20 million last year and. He can accumulate wealth great, but he can't manage it. And There's a big, big, big difference there. So estate planning, there's websites like Free Will. Um, You can do a lot of this yourself. And I'm totally fine with that. Estate planning needs a bit of a gentle nudge. You don't want to use wishy-washy language in your estate plan. What do I mean by that? Um, We knew my mom was going to die. like When she turned 75, we knew she was going to die. I think we all know we're all going to die, right? But when she got to the point where she wasn't really taking as good of care of herself, that's when we made sure, like, you sure you want to do this? You sure you want to downsize the house? Like, there was a lot of making sure that it wasn't I wish or I hope. I desire. Um, You got to get that stuff right. You want to encourage your beneficiaries. um, You want to encourage your heirs to see what what your will is. Right now, there's going to be a big wealth transfer in the United States. The baby boomers are going to pass on more than $70 trillion in wealth to younger generations, which is great news. Again, when you inherit money, I'd strongly recommend consulting with a CFP, especially if it's a sizable amount of money. When my mother passed away, it wasn't a sizable amount, but it was on the edge of sizable. So it took a year and a half to distribute, almost two years. But I ask all my brothers, I'm like, do you guys need any help? Do you need any thoughts? Here's what I'm going to do with mom's inheritance. I set up a fund to basically create some income every year that at least one day, maybe a weekend, our family spends it. And we just think about my mother. The asset will sit there until we can come up with something better than that. But the asset will shed income every year for us so that we can do something to honor my mother, who was a goddess to me. You want to try to get everyone to make decisions collaboratively. I could tell you that in the estate planning process or the estate plan execution in the last two years, I'm not going to say I, I dislike one of my brothers, but I don't really respect his where he got in life, how he got there, who he turned off on his way there. And when my mother died, he died. He saw it as like cash register. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And it put brother. It put pressure on another brother of mine to like do some extra traveling to get court documents signed. And I just didn't think it was handled terribly well. So if you can get trustees to collaborate, that's a great thing. Get in and express, you know what you want while you're competent. I know this isn't things that that's our happy conversations. I know you're probably caught up in the rain or you're caught up in the oh, did you see the local hospital or oh, did you see the the sideshow? You have your issues. I want my issues. Is I want you to have your health well understood, your support well understood as you go into those declining years, like my mother did. Who's going to get you to your doctor's meetings? Who's going to support you? Who's going to maintain your house? A lot of clarity and thought needs to go into estate planning. And if you need a referral to a state planning attorney, I've got a good one for you or two. Um, It's interesting because typically my experience with attorneys in my life has been, I don't want to say combative, but it's always been like, oh, I'm breaking up. I'm selling my company and I have to go through this poop. lawyers oh the the classic one i got a divorce right now in this case we used an arbitrator a divorce mediator and that was money well spent but every time you write a letter to an attorney they're going to charge you Every phone call you make that you're trying, and that's something I told my spouse, like I said, we're splitting up. I said, when you call the attorney, don't try to like paint me as a bad guy because California is not a bad guy, bad woman state. We once loved each other. We don't anymore. So let's just do this amicably. And that's what we did. It was a pretty much so divorce mediators dream, which again, I'm going to go, but let's, let's, let's branch off into this for a quick topic. You once loved your spouse and now you're getting a divorce. He cheated on you. You cheated on him. Money became an issue. You out earned him. You disagree on how to raise your children. I don't know. But you once loved each other. You don't need to attorney up. You don't need to win. Just try to do what's right and try not to run up a big legal bill in the process. And You know, I find myself at times talking to attorneys whenever I have to. I'm like, yeah, he wasn't a good partner. Yeah. Uh, You know, she cheated on me. Or, yeah, like, I had to pay for her name change. That was a big thing for her. She wanted to change her last name back to what it was. I'm like, no problem. And, like, the meter is like, you sure? Like, I'm not going to get sucked into more legal bills. I'm like, done. She can win that one. I don't care. I I think the rub was that I had to pay for it. In her head, it was my fault or something like that. Anyway, um, that's my advice. If you do get married, and you do fall in love. It's one of the pieces of advice I give to people in their their 20s is try to fall in love wisely. And I can't tell you how many children of clients that I talk to. It's It's a very high number because I'm closer to being a tutor than I am to being a parent. So a lot of clients will say, hey, can you talk to my daughter? She's in college. Tell her about what's going to happen with her 401k. I'm like, sure, because she won't listen to dad, but she'll listen to me. So that's my wish. That's my wish for you. Figure out your estate plan well. Marry wisely. That's something I tell people when I talk to them in their in their college years. Is a lot of people rush to get married, and they don't get experience in their careers. And I I think stretching your legs in your career mode is pretty cool and having that ability to leave your home city to go to a big city or leave the big city to go to another country Uh, one thing i regret is i had a chance to work in london and i was too scared i was too chicken i don't want to like transplant myself that far now i did transplant myself from new york washington dc to the west coast but one of my regrets is my 20s i didn't work in london I, i can't work in china or japan i just can't I'm just not that into fish. I know you're saying, is that your fear? Yes. You and I have stupid fears, right? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Just think about where you are with your estate plan and your kids. Think about your marriage ideas and divorce issues. Try not to go down fighting. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
1: Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is The Rob Black Show.
2: There's some pretty hilarious videos right now of Dan Reynolds dancing on a cruise ship. The man likes to take it off his shirt. <laughs> I'll tell you, and he's pretty fit. Um, Imagine Dragons have had quite a career. Interesting to note that they had two members of the band who fell in love. And right before their first big song broke, um, email and i think the drummer left the band to go do their own thing and then the magic dragons became the biggest rock festival arena rock band in the world oftentimes i wonder like do people have regrets on that don't know 800 516 to get your calls on the air anything that you want to talk about we can talk about money investing and more let's try to go through some of the content that's out there today we have a strengthening dollar story Benefits uh, mega cap stocks in the United States are still doing well. There's a little bit of buying interest in treasuries. The banking worries seem to be easing on Wall Street, that there's no big contagion happening pending home sales. They squeezed out a tiny gain in February as mortgage rates jumped to 7%. Mortgage rates shot higher after dropping sharply in January. Uh, I do think that a lot of wealth in the United States has been created due to low-cost money, both in real estate and stock market. Because we weren't rewarded for keeping our money in in cash. Right now, I feel like I'm rewarded for keeping my money in cash. I mean, in 4.4% of my online bank, I feel that's a reward. No, it's not 10%, 20% of a stock that I just bought. NVIDIA. And semiconductor stocks are rising today as Micron sees inventory is proven. Micron has seen sales drop over 50%. They are a DRAM player. My, NVIDIA is a player in theory on GPUs, but it's much, much more than that. They're big server GPUs, uh, virtualization, visualization. Uh, they have big ties to artificial intelligence, big ties. They've got this new technology that shows semiconductor equipment makers how to make their semiconductors faster. Like, wait, 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 what? I thought these were the guys who were selling GPU boards. Now they're selling lithography ideas, patents. So NVIDIA and other chip makers uh, today are doing well because Micron said inventories are showing improvement. NVIDIA, one of the strongest performers in the market this year, is up 81%. I own shares of NVIDIA. I bought it in a down market. I was waiting to buy it for years because I don't like chasing performance at all-time highs. And I do like the exposure to artificial intelligence, but I, to me, it's, it's a leader in semiconductors. Micron to me is like, okay, I'm going to do a test with you, okay? Close your eyes, close your eyes, and... What what DRAM is in your computer? If you're using a laptop or a desktop, what mem- and you probably don't know. It's a commodity. You're like, I know it's 16 gigs or 32 gigs. It's enough to run Fortnite or some sort of 3D world. But if I were to ask you what video card do you have, is it AMD or Nvidia? You probably do know. That's the case where the brand wins. For me, NVIDIA is the strongest semiconductor company right now. It's also the most expensive and overvalued. As it moves higher, I will sell some into strength because I've already done very, very well with my position and I could let the rest ride. Six to nine months of normalized supply demand environment is where we need to move to. So Micron and competitors are trying to wean out too much inventory cuz again inventory and technology and semiconductors in particular I'm not going to say it's evil but let's say it's evil so we can get a point across here the semiconductor the 480 GTX board by Nvidia might be worth $1200 right now in 5 years it's going to be $120 They'll stop manufacturing them because they want the, the fatter margins of faster, newer, cheaper. They, they, again, the 480 will be replaced by the 5080, which replaced the 3080, which replaced the 2080. And that kind of marketing is not lost on my son. This is embarrassing to say, but my son, one of my sons is uh, a top five. I mean, he's a top ranked Fortnite player. So he's a, a video gamer. And what's crazy about it, he only does about an hour a day. And I don't know if his skills are getting better or worse, but I can tell you that he wants a new computer. He's like, you can improve my ping by 10 points. I'm like, yeah, I'd rather have you be handicapped with a, a worse ping. Overcome challenges, son. Let's not buy brand new. But NVIDIA is something I'm watching, and, and Micron's helping today because they're saying inventories of DRAM are down. And inventories are heavily driven by supply and demand but when you have too much supply prices get cut fast in technology because it's always about smaller cheaper faster so interesting news out of a DRAM player who i don't much care for micron is really really good news for nvidia who's a margin player in my opinion every company right now is trying to figure out Artificial intelligence, and it's going to help NVIDIA enormously. Now, here's one negative on NVIDIA. I think Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook are scaling back virtual reality expectations. There's talks right now that Apple may even delay their AR VR headset that they're supposed to debut this summer with a developer's kit with a pro version going on sale this holiday season. But internal memos and and strife out of Apple is saying it's not ready for prime time and we should shelf it for a little while longer. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Thanks for listening to the show and supporting the show all these years. I'm going to be starting up a newsletter in the next two to three weeks. It's going to be facts. It's going to be hints, tips, and tricks. It's going to be hacks tied towards becoming a better investor. It's not going to be a lot of news. It's going to be a lot of Pay attention to this for that reason alone. I'm Rob Black. Find me online.
1: What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth.